talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. Learning Rx, finding the right solution to give your child a foundation that can last a lifetime. And Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. CindySchulte.com. Hey, good morning, girlfriends and our guy friends who listen to, because we know you're trying to figure out women. <laughs> you bet. You bet. Well, welcome to the show today. We're so glad that you have decided to join us and to take time out of your day to be with us. Anyway, Chris, how are you doing today? I am doing great. I have plenty of uh, fun little things to share today with our Friendship Month, since it's Friendship Month, so I'm kind of excited to get into that. But should we start with prayer? Let's do that. Okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail Mary, Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Well, I'm excited about our show today. I mean, have you ever, I've thought about this, have you ever met someone who survived an abortion? No, and you know, I hardly even knew that that took place. I, I didn't know that, yeah. I didn't know those people were... I guess I'd never thought about it. Yeah. So yeah. we have Melissa Oden joining us today, and she is a survivor of a sailing abortion, and she's going to tell her story of hope and healing and just the whole experience. It's really yeah. fascinating. And, you know, there's a lot of compassion involved listeners. We we don't ever want to be pointing our fingers at anyone. But, you know, it, this is something that I think a lot of people are unaware of. And I, I guess I had heard of um, a, a few stories like this in the past, but you kind of forget that this is going on and that these people a lot of times don't have a voice. So it, right. it'll be interesting to hear her perspective and what we can learn from her. And her faith and her faith through all this. I always think that's so edifying to hear about mm. God's working in people's lives when they've had some, when they've gone through trauma and Big storms. Trials like yeah. And you know what? Nobody can do it. it. Trauma like this, nobody can do without God. The, I agree. I, don't, yeah. I agree. So, yeah. but we have friendship month going on here in August and um, we're kind of, we're thinking about, you know, there have been times where being a friend can be tough mm-hmm. and to be, you have to be, you know, the truth, tell yes. the truth to a friend. And that's not easy to do because we just want to all get along. That's right. You know, as women. And I know that, um, I've had an experience and I know you've had an experience with the abortion issue coming up with friends. Yeah. Yes. And I am, for me, I was, um, I was young. I was kind of a new, new Catholic coming back to the faith. And I was just learning about the pro-life movement. And I'd read an article about how important it is not to be judgmental because so many women have had abortions that we're carrying that silent pain and, and to have empathy. And I was like, wow, I got, that's really good. That's really good. And I had a, uh, where we lived, we, uh, my neighbor stayed home and we would have like literally over the fence talks and stuff. <laughs> and she wasn't Catholic, but she would watch me get be involved in the church and stuff. And she would ask me questions. And then one day I, we we're talking about abortion and it came up and I just said to her, you know, my heart goes out to any woman who's had an abortion mm-hmm. and all just, just came right about her. She goes, Julie, I had an abortion. It was before my husband and I were married and he was the dad and I had an abortion. Yeah, it just uh, came right up. Uh, and I just thought, wow, she was carrying a lot of pain. Yeah. It was really beautiful because in the She end, opened to you because of your compassion. Right. I hope so. And I hope that there was this level of trust that, you know, and I thought about your story last week about silent or sacred confidence. Yes. You know, the two, two friends, sacred yes. confidence. Yes. And the, the, well, so much for your sacred confidence here. Now all yeah, of our listeners know the story, yeah. Julie. <laughs> 
But at the time, yes, you know, at the time, time there was, she felt the sacred confidence. Yes. But, you know, it, um, she ended up becoming Catholic. And I flew back. We'd moved away, but I flew back and attended the um, Easter vigil and welcomed her into the church. So, Oh, what a blessing. Yeah, what yeah. a blessing. Well, I, you know, I had um, a person actually share with me, because it's Friendship Month, just the idea that um, she actually was able to help a friend say yes to life. It's kind of a friend oh. of a friend kind of thing. And, um, you know, sometimes to be a friend isn't always easy. It's no. not always saying the nice thing. Sometimes it's in your face. It's and love. You, right. it's, you have to do what's right. lovingly the best choice right. for their soul. Because we so, want our friends to get to heaven. We want them to be on the curb waiting for us <laughs> when we get there. That's right. And so, but that's what this friend did was she kind of got in her face and she said, listen, and she, she told her, you know, the story of life and, and, and was able to help her through it uh -huh. so that then she actually carried the child and um, gave it up for adoption. And, and you know, I guess I understand that, that it was a little girl and, and today she's a, a brilliant girl. So she was very gifted. And, you know, what what a way. The thing that was questionable was the possibility that it was maybe even a, a meth baby. So they were concerned about that. You know, there's mm, all those things, yeah. you know, reasons why people will want to have an abortion. But she ended up um, giving birth to a, a brilliant young young woman now today praise so. god yeah, yeah praise definitely. god so don't you love those friendship stories too yeah. the ones that they're kind of tough you know like they're tough but too. yeah but love you know all. what um yeah but sometimes you know i've had friends come back and thank me years later and say i didn't like what you said to me but i went home and thought about it and i realized you know uh, through some other teachings that they'd learned and stuff <laughs> that was true that's, that's the good truth. julie I've, I've had friends say i didn't like what you said to me and they still didn't like it <laughs> Years later. <laughs> well, sometimes we won't know until um, we see God, right? That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. I'll, I'll probably be in a purgatory a little long for my tongue once in a while. Boy, I'll be there oh, with you, boy. girlfriend. <laughs> I think all women, we, have to, we do have to watch our tongues sometimes. Well, you know, so we're going to talk a little bit today about um, understanding what a failed abortion means. And well, yeah, you know, that term, I'd never really thought about mm -hmm. it, but um, a failed abortion is a survivor. Abortion survivor mm -hmm. in um, the abortion industry likes, likes to sugarcoat it and make it sound like it's just a very yeah. clinical thing. Yes. So to devoid it of any emotion mm -hmm. or feeling towards it. So yeah, yeah. So it'll be fun to talk to Melissa and um, yeah, have she, her educate us a little her bit. Perspective's going to yep. be amazing. It's yes. just going to be very insightful. Yes, but before then, we need to say thank you, Cindy Schulte of Farm Bureau Financial Services, for underwriting Catholic Women Now. Cindy is an authorized independent agent. She and her team provide health insurance options from Wellmark, Blue Cross, Blue Shield. And she's here um, to help make insurance simple for you here in Des Moines. She's committed to helping you with your future. CindySchulte.com or 515-226-2111. All right. Well, we're ready to welcome in our guest today, Melissa Oden. She is a survivor of a sa failed saline infusion abortion in 1977. Despite the concerns regarding Melissa's future after surviving the attempt to end her life at approximately seven months gestation, oh. she was not. She did not only survive, but she is that thrives. And she has a master's degree in social work. She has worked in the fields of substance abuse, domestic violence, and sexual assault counseling, and child welfare. She has testified before Congress and in 2012 founded the Abortion Survivors Network, which seeks to educate the public about failed abortions and survivors. She has appeared on many media outlets, including EWTN and Teresa Tamio Show, and she is the author of the newly released book, You Carried Me, A Daughter's Memoir. 
Melissa, welcome to the show today. And join, thanks Good for joining morning. us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're, we're just so excited to have you on. You've got such an amazing story. Amazing. Blessed, blessed. We, we, you well, know, and I'm an Iowa girl. Okay. <laughs> well, we knew we liked you for a reason. Now we know we got the kindred spirit here. Okay, Iowa. Where in Iowa did you ra- were you raised or born? I was. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> of course, I get a cough this morning. Um, was raised in Storm Lake, <clears throat> but um, was born initially in Sioux City. So lived in Iowa up until about four and a half years ago, and now wow. I live in Kansas City with my family. Oh, wow. Well, well you're God just down you. the road. Oh, that's you, wonderful. Yeah. You and I were both born in Storm Lake. Ah, <laughs> how about that? Well, Excellent. well, Melissa, we know a little bit about your background. We know you were adopted into a, a loving Christian family when you were growing up, and you knew you were adopted. But tell us a little bit about your childhood upbringing in an adopted yeah, home. Yeah, you know, I led a kind of probably typical Iowa life. You know, I love it when I go somewhere. People go, oh, Iowa, I'm so sorry. And I go, hey, you know, <laughs> don't knock it, right? I mean, especially... 40 years ago, it was it was a kind of quiet and really peaceful and pretty simple life. I was a farm kid initially and, um, you know, grew up in a really loving, just really simple home. Simple in a good way, right? Not in a bad way. Very good um, way. We always think, we always say I was a well-kept secret and we don't want anybody to find out about. So those newspapers, those exactly. magazines that are telling everybody how great it is, we got to tell them to be quiet. Wholesome. <laughs> exactly. We're wholesome. So, yeah, I grew up knowing I was adopted. I was loved. And, and and certainly knew Jesus from my youngest age. I'm a convert to the Catholic Church, uh, but grew up in a very faith-filled home, despite it not being Catholic. And, you know, I, I think one of the most important things my parents did is raise my older sister and I to know that adoption meant that we were loved, not that we were given up, given away, none of those things. They raised us to know that our birth parents loved us. And truly, I think that set the foundation for be than having the ability to show that love to my biological parents later in life. Wow. And then coming into adolescence, you learned that you were to be aborted. And that probably left you a bit confused. And I know that, you know, we kind of have read that there were some destructive choices and behaviors that probably that led you through for a while. What was the turning point where you began to start to heal and, and restore? Absolutely. Yeah, I found out when I was 14 that I had survived that failed abortion that ultimately led to my adoption. And I think 14 is hard for every kid. Sure. Um, And despite my parents' great love and support and the support of my school and my church, yeah, I I went on this path of destruction because I wanted to avoid the pain that I felt. And I think many of us walk through that no matter what stage of life we're in. But truly, I think the, the greatest turning point for me was accepting what I knew to be truth, which is that God doesn't make any mistakes. Mm-hmm. He didn't make a mistake with me. You know what? He planned for me to have this calling in life <clears throat> to be a survivor, even though it was initially kind of this painful cross for me. And so really, I think accepting that and knowing that that I could love and forgive my birth parents um, that really set me free and put me on the path to where I am today. Wow. So it sounds like a lot of forgiveness kind of made me Absolutely. into that. And, and, that... I think, and I think people question that, right? I mean, I was speaking at a Legatus event the other night here in Kansas City, and, and forgiveness was this big question, even with other Catholics. Like, you know, how do you forgive? And I love that in our parish, our priests 
remind us almost weekly, right? Pray for the grace to forgive because it really, I think it defies human nature to be able to forgive from that place in your heart. But for me, it was truly this place, even at the age of 14, that said, you know what, I'm a sinner too. I'm a sinner just as much as that abortionist, the other people in my birth mother's family who are responsible. And so I think if people are struggling with forgiveness, I would just encourage them to reflect on the cross and how we are all sinners. Oh, wow. You know what? I love how you're taking it back to the cross for us, Melissa. Absolutely. And then you um, you made a choice to find your biological father and mother. I did, yeah. started looking for them when I was about 19 years old, and it took me over 10 years to find them, 10 years to obtain my medical records. You know, that was kind of my process of of really discerning God's will for me. I I have a master's in social work. I love serving people, but I think maybe like some of your listeners, I knew that God had a greater calling for me than what I was planning for myself. And so I wanted to find my birth parents first, wanted to obtain my medical records, and I had moved to Sioux City um, during that search time. And, you know, finally in 2007, I received my medical records in the mail from the University of Iowa. Mm. Wow. So um, then from there, you found your, your mother and your father. Did you make, did you, were, you found out who they were? Did you get in touch with them? Uh, well, the, them? the short version of that story <laughs> is that when I found out who they were, I learned that my birth father was living in the same city that I was. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. was living in Sioux City. That's, that's where my birth mother's abortion had taken place. But, you know, I had always kind of wondered if they were even from that area. And they certainly were. And 30 years later, he was there. And so ended up sending him a letter back in 2007, letting him know that I knew the truth and, you know, that I was not angry or bitter. And, you know, unfortunately, I never heard back from him. Oh, and yet, yeah, yeah you, you, <laughs> it sounds to me like you still have healing and such love. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes people question me and say, why would you contact your biological family? And for me, it was not, you know, wanting to, to hurt them or harm them. I thought it would bring great good for them to know that I was alive and well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. I think so many times abortion leaves that hole and, and guilt and shame. And, you know, they think they've lost somebody, you know, at their hand. So I'm sure that it, you would think it would bring healing. Yeah. And unfortunately, I'll never know what that was like for my birth father. He ended up passing away about six months after I had sent him that letter. Okay. And, you know, as devastating as that was, yes. I am forever thankful that I sent him that letter because I hope that it brought him some sort of peace before he passed away. Right. And in the midst of, of losing him, thankfully, his family actually entered into my life. When he passed away, they found the letter that I had sent him, and they learned this great secret that he had actually carried to his grave. You know, like so many women and men, he had never talked about the abortion and I have a lot of reason now to believe that he probably did not know that I had survived. I was just going to ask you that. I wondered if he, he knew that, and it probably it was just such a shock for him mm-hmm. of some kind. Yeah, so, absolutely. But did I, it, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, feel free. I was going to ask you, did this bring you some closure? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a process, right? I think what I've really learned over the years is, you know, accepting God's will in our lives is sometimes a process. 
You know, it's not like you wake up one day and go, hey, I'm great with this. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Only that easy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But for me, I think it's been, it really, it has been a process to say, okay, this does not look the way that I expected it to be, but I trust in you. Yeah. And um, continuing to trust, right? Because I think the more I I proceed with my life, the, the more painful some of the truths about my life become. And I have to trust him more and more each day. You know, in, in that prayer, oh, blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus, I trust in you. I have to say that over and over. Even when I'm having a hard time trusting, I'm trying to get myself to say that. I well, love the divine mercy yes, of Jesus, exactly, I trust in you. Exactly. We're talking to Melissa Odin. Um, she is a su- abortion survivor and the author of You Carried Me, a Daughter's Memoir. But you're listening right now to Catholic Women Now. This is Chris Magruder with Julie Nelson on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcast live from the Mercy Live Up studio on Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 94.5 and 88.5 FM. And we stream live at iowacatholicradio.com. And always you can find us on Facebook with some of those girlfriend friendship pictures, right, Jules? Yes, we're doing Friendship Friday. Yes, so yes. Get, grab your, invite your girlfriends out to lunch and snap some photos and send them to us. That's right. So speaking of friends, how many times, have, Chris, have you thought, I should call this friend and have lunch? Mm-hmm. And you get put off with busy life. Well, we can make this easy for you here at Iowa Catholic Radio because the ladies mosaics luncheons are starting up again you and your friends are invited to join us thursday september 14th at christ the king parish for a free lunch there's still free, free lunches out free. there <laughs> Stephen quirk from the youth emergency services and shelter will be the guest speaker please rsvp at iowacatholicradio.com or you can call 515-223-1150 Absolutely. And we also have Mary's Mill Benefit at the Jasper Winery coming up. It's going to be located on George Flag Parkway in Des Moines. I know, Julie, you're part of that, right? Yes, it's exciting. Now, you know, many of us know Mary's Mills. It's a nonprofit that feeds children in third world countries at their place of education. So they get one meal a day. And this will be Thursday, August 31st from 6 to 9 p.m. There'll be music by a band from Nashville called High South. I've heard them play. They are excellent. And if you go look this up on the internet, you can go to our webpage, iowacatholicradio.com. There there is a little um, snippet of their music. Oh, good. Well, I'm planning on being there. It's going to be fun. Yeah, pray for good weather. Yes, we need nice weather for for that. And if you have any comments while Julie and I are on, please text us your comments at 515 223-1150. That's 223-1150. Let us know if there's anything you want to share with us, any ideas you have with us. We'd love to hear from you. And guys. that includes men too. That does include, yeah, that's right. We do get texts from men, so you won't be the first. <laughs> oh, that's true. That is so true. Well, we've been speaking with Melissa Odin, author of You Carried Me, A Daughter's Memoir. Melissa, thank you for being with us again. We're, we're, we want to ask you some more questions um, about your experience. And um, as you speak to groups about being a support excuse me an abortion survivor um, I'm sure you've met ma- many others who have survived abortions as well at this point um, so tell us a little bit about why how you started the abortion survivors network I know that's probably been a great um, healing for many people yeah certainly you know what what ended up really happening is that you know, I spent years feeling like I must be alone in this. You know, when I was younger, I had never heard that abortions could fail, that children could live. And when I was younger, I heard about and actually saw on TV Gianna Justin, who many people know as another abortion survivor. We're pretty close in age. We're just a few months apart, survived the same type of procedure. Um, but Gianna does have cerebral palsy because of a lack of oxygen when she uh, survived that failed abortion. 
And so knowing that she existed gave me a lot of strength to, to simply know, gosh, I'm not alone in this. And what ended up happening is when I came forward publicly about 10 years ago now, no matter where I would go, you know, no matter what radio or television show I was on, ultimately people would contact me and say, thank you for saying something. I am a survivor, too. And here I have thought I was the only one over the years. That gives me God bumps. Yes, it it gives me God bumps. You're making connections for people for their continued healing. Absolutely. And I think people would be really stunned if they recognized how many people are survivors. It's very hard to get to the number because abortion statistics in general are just not even completely reported. But through the Abortion Survivors Network, we've had contact with 217 other people. And, you know, I know of people as young as, you know, a year old up to in their 70s who have survived abortions that even occurred before Roe versus Wade. Wow. And, you know, I know people who are prominent businessmen. I know people who have worked in the CIA for the White House. You know, so many people where if you passed us on the street, you would just never guess that we actually survived what we did. I agree. I agree. That's why this has been so eye opening for me learning about your story, Melissa. And so many now, more people are hearing it today. Right. And I, you know, I actually went on your website and was um, looking through and, and hearing the different testimonies and stories of some of the people who have survived abortions. And I was amazed, you know, some of them, you know, you see, you know, the, the, the trauma that they would have gone through, you can see it. And others, you'd have no idea. No idea. I yeah. think it's so beautiful that you've done this because people need to know a connection, mm-hmm. not only with other people that have shared experience, but maybe somehow reconnect with the past mm-hmm. and bring mm-hmm. purpose to what has happened in their life. Yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm, and most survivors will never talk about it publicly. And I'm always clear to say that's okay. You know, I feel the same way about people who have had abortions. Not everybody is called to talk about that publicly. It's a pretty unsafe place to be, especially if you haven't found healing yet. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for most survivors, the power just comes in in knowing that they're not alone. Because I think when we live in this culture that shows such disrespect for human life and has really, you know, lauded abortion as this positive thing it's a very difficult life for survivors to leave it really want it really almost wants to snuff out your voices those for the abortion survivors because you're probably afraid to say anything to your parents you know you don't want to disregard the fact that they've raised you and but and at the same time you you probably have that sense of um you don't want to bring up their the shame of your birth or mm-hmm. your um yeah your birth parents i mean i just i can see all sorts of reasons why you would feel like you had to stay quiet Yep, absolutely. And for most survivors, even, and I experienced it too, right? Just the response of people, people who you think are your friends, will be just enough to silence you because the response of people um, is not very positive sometimes. Right. (laughs) Well, it takes a lot of courage in today's world to speak up. And I think that's the thing that we need to uh, pray for courage, Mm -hmm. you know, that God Mm -hmm. can give us that strength to speak up. Um, Melissa, I know that this is a kind of all new for me and understanding that there's this whole network of abortion survivors out there. And clearly your faith has been a huge, huge part of all your healing and restoration and discovering that you're a daughter of God. So what would, if there's, you know, people listening today, maybe they're an abortion survivor or they know somebody who survived abortion. What would you say to them who are struggling with that rejection and confusion that comes with that 
uh, and just like you said, to remember that our identity comes from Christ. You know, I think that's the the most important piece. We live in a world that that wants to silence just about anybody's experience if it doesn't fit with this cultural narrative that we have. And so, you know, I just encourage everyone to remember that their identity comes from Christ and that there is always hope and there is always healing. And there are so many great resources that exist in our communities, you know, whether it's Rachel's Vineyard or Project Rachel, going to a local pregnancy center to receive healing services, reaching out to a parish priest, um, they're reaching out to us through the Abortion Survivors Network. You know, there are just so many great resources that people don't often take advantage of. Yeah. I really encourage our listeners to go to Abortion, uh, um, the Abortion Survivors. Survivors Network and read some of those testimonies because it really does create a deeper empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, compassion. There, there's compassion. You know, you, we know that it hurts, but to have that, to be moved to tears. I mean, I read some of those and I got tears in my eyes. And to see some real life testimonies. Yeah, and I well. found hope. That was the other thing. These women, these people that were ex- sharing their experiences found hope. And that, I think, is and I'll the, tell you, that's the victory. I'll tell you, Melissa, I was inspired to see some of these. I saw some of the, um, there were some newscasts um, interviewing some people after they yeah. had been speaking to the government. And I was really inspired because I thought, oh, those women are powerful and God is so working through them. I, It was very inspiring for me. So I thank you for, for me and, and, and showing me... Um, you know, it's just hope, like Julie right. said, hope. It's hope. Mm-hmm. hope. Cool. Well, Melissa, well, thank you so much for joining us today. And if people want to know more about you, you they can find you at your website, melissaoden.com. That's spelled O-H-D-E-N. And on her website is a link to the Abortion Survivors Network. And you can find out more about your her book, You Carried Me, a Daughter's Memoir. Melissa, again, thank you so much for being courageous and being a voice for the so many who don't have a voice and stay strong with Christ. God bless you. Thank you. God bless. All right. Well, gosh, takeaway. Did you have anything? I mean, there's just so much. I was just, there is so much. I think um, probably my takeaway is, is just the idea of knowing that they're out there. And, you know, it's what you said earlier, Julie, it's about, you know, praying to be compassionate to meet people where they are because it's hard, you know, I mean, I have friends who have made that choice and, and you need to be compassionate on all sides but of this issue. Right. Everybody's a person it can make mistakes. It doesn't matter what your sin is, uh, you know, love and mercy. Mm-hmm. That's what comes to my mind. Yes. Love and yes. mercy. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. Well, Catholic women now is grateful for Fred Haas law offices sponsoring the show. Mr. Haas an experienced I own attorney with over 35 years of legal expertise, and he receives sincere satisfaction from helping good people who are struggling with the aftermath of a personal injury and he gets free offers free consultations and he helps people throughout Iowa he's based here in Des Moines his number is 515-256-6301 online fredhaas.com fred double d haas double a whenever we have good guests the show just flies yes here's close in prayer yes in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen Good and gracious God, we love you so much, and we thank you so much for the blessing of people like Melissa Odin who give a voice to the voiceless. We ask, Lord God, that you continue to help us to learn and grow in compassion, that we might be a light to others in whatever 
paths we walk, whatever our journey is. And we thank you again for people like Melissa Odin and their courage. Pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this is Catholic Women Now broadcasting from the Mercy Live Up studio. Thanks for joining us. Your prayers and please support our mission if you can with a donation online. The Iowa Catholic Radio Rosary is next. Now go do impossible things with God. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. Learning Rx, finding the right solution to give your child a foundation that can last a lifetime. And Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. CindySchulte.com. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder every Thursday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on the radio voice for Catholic Women Now.